business, marketing is a critical activity that can directly impact growth and profit. Yet with so many options available today, how can you choose the right marketing program for your business? Welcome to I Think I Need Marketing with Bonnie Taylor. If you're looking to better understand marketing, then you've stopped by the right show. Now here is your host, Bonnie Taylor. Hello and welcome to I Think I Need Marketing. I'm your host, Bonnie Taylor, and in today's episode, we'll be focused on marketing analytics. That's right, marketing analytics, the information that helps drive our decisions in marketing, that helps us improve our return on investment and right, you know, hit the right buyers. Joining me as my special guest today is Padma Chitrapu, who is the Senior Director for Analytics and Insights at Newstar Inc. She's an expert in business intelligence and data visualization. Fascinating stuff. Really kind of scary, too, so you don't want to miss her. She'll be joining us a little bit later on. But first, what is marketing analytics? In a nutshell, it's information that marketers pull from a variety of sources to provide us with a, a better insights, with an understanding of our buyers, their behavior, and how they use and interact with our marketing tools, whatever we put out there. This is really important information because it's impossible to know how to market appropriately, how to market successfully to buyers without knowing anything about them, without knowing whether or not it's working. Other than just saying, hey, I think it's a, I think it's a fit. <laughs> it's better to know. And that's where marketing analytics comes in. There are a lot of marketing analytics tools out there. These range from free all the way through budget-breaking, only the largest companies can afford type of uh, data collections, and everything in between. These can be applied to almost any digital activity that you have. So your websites, your social media, your ads, all of the different digital tools that you have out there. But they can also be applied to your more traditional marketing activities. You can run campaigns and track that how people react and how effective they are through the use of marketing analytics. Data is not limited to what you collect on your own. You can purchase data. You can purchase it from different sites. You can purchase it from different organizations. You can purchase information and use that information to make your own determinations, to make your own decisions within your own marketing program. The question really comes down to, what are you trying to find out? What do you want to know? You may be thinking, well, that's a really silly question. I want to know it all. It's my buying audience. I want to know everything about them. And yes, this is true. But in terms of uh, analyzing data, of looking at the data, it's overwhelming. There's so much information out there. Not having that specific question st- as your starting point can really throw things off. You don't know which tools to use. You don't know where to look. You don't know how to analyze. You don't. If you're looking for patterns, if you're looking for information, you're looking for results, it, it helps to have an end goal, just like it does with everything in marketing. Have that end goal, that question, what do I want to know? Typical questions include, what, what is your buyer responding to in your marketing piece? Is it the imagery? Is it the headline? Is it the 80% off discount code. Uh, what what caused them to go, hey, I, I respond to this. What what was it? Uh, what brings them back to your business? If they've been there before, what's bringing them back? If they come back to your website, uh, was it your blog or the videos or the white papers or the infographics or just the jolly good writing that you have on your website and it was just fun do you have interactive uh, games or or information that they can go and and become involved in it's information that they said you know what that's what worked for me and you've tracked it you know about it and you could say you know what let's do more and more and more because this is bringing them back you may also want to know what was it that finally drove them to make a purchase what was that straw that broke the camel's back and said hey I am no longer on the fence. I am ready to go and I'm pulling the trigger and I am buying today. What was it? Was it that they saw your ad 15 different times in different locations? Was it that you emailed them and then they went to the website and then they saw the video and then they did this and this and this and this? So that kind of information tells you, okay, wait, this is how my buyers, what it takes to make my buyers purchase. And if I do that again, 
with that same buyer, maybe I can do it again and again and again and get them to purchase again and again. So if you can see there's a pattern to all of this, you can start telling, okay, wait, there's there's a pattern to how these people interact with my marketing. And ultimately, my choices in marketing could either let them deviate, go away, they no longer want to be around your marketing again, or bring them back. And it would be really helpful to have that kind of information, that data to say, yes, this is good, that's bad. And that's where marketing analytics really comes in and, and helps you out. Marketing analytics, especially today, is very heavily online. Um, you'll see it on just about every digital marketing tool. You can somehow track something, which is great. It's fantastic. And that's another reason why marketers love going toward um, to digital. One, to where the buyers are very often. And two, because they can get information and pull information back. That's not to say that it's not possible to have uh, analytics and data off of more traditional methods. It's just a little trickier. A traditional analytics technique that almost any business of any size can try and use it very effectively. It works in both traditional and with digital uh, digital marketing is A-B testing. And A-B testing is very, very simple. It's you take your audience, whatever audience you're trying to target, and you split it in two, an A group and a B group. And then you take whatever marketing you're sending out. So it works very well with uh, direct mail, for instance. You can do this in either postcard campaigns or mailers or email. It works very well. You split the group in two, and then you change something about the marketing between the two groups. So it could be one group has one headline and the other a different headline. You could change the imagery. You could change the layout, how you structure the piece. Uh, you could even change the offer. And so let's say it's a, it's a coupon, for instance. And in one, it's 25% off, and in the other, it's two for one of something. And then you see what the results are, and you can have them come back. So you can see where the, if it's a digital, you can follow the clicks. What are people doing if they have to click to get to an offer? Um, if your email, for instance, leads to a page on your website where they can pull the coupon or they can pull more information, then you can track which one has better click-through rate. Or you can track um, with more traditional, you can see which coupon com- people bring back in. So if they bring back in the 25% off at a five times rate than the two for one, then, if, although that would <laughs> be really dumb because, you know, 50% off. But anyway, let's say that's what they did and not a very savvy buying audience. That <laughs> uh, in that case, then you say, oh, you know what? That's how my buyers buy. That's what they use. And so you could say, okay, that's going to work. And you could just you could test almost anything this way. Um, you have to budget a little bit more time because obviously you want to get results and see uh, over a length of time which one is more effective. But it is a very very tried and true, well tested method for pulling data, and it were highly recommended, especially if you're going to launch a very large campaign with um, a lot of money, and you're especially if you're going after a new group of people and you're not really familiar with them, test it out a little bit first and see, okay, wait a minute, this one's going to work better than that one before you invest a ton of money in things. So that data will give you a picture of how they interact with your marketing. Easy enough, right? Very easy. All you have to do is build multiple campaigns. (laughs) You have another great data resource in your website. Your website is that central hub for all of your activities, for all of your marketing activities, it can also be the central data collection source. What's nifty about using your website as a data collection point is that people are already somewhat invested in your brand. They've already taken the time to go to your site. They're already clicking because something that you've put out there has led them to the site. So they're already at stage two. They're not just going to their computer and your site pops up. They've already either found you on a search engine, clicked on an ad, um, or typed in the, the URL independently and, and gone to your site. So this is phase two, and you're getting information on how they look at your brand and how they interact with the information that you're putting out there from a slightly more invested point viewpoint. There are a lot of marketing analytics tools that you can use on your website. And since we're talking about internet, we can say these are web-based tools. 
They range from the very basic free types such as Google Analytics that will let you know how people found your site and how they click through your site in addition to information such as where the computers are located. So you can tell by country, state, city, and the times spent on the site and times that they actually access the site. So you could find out if all of your buyers are hitting at two in the morning or if they're hitting at, let's say, like three o'clock in the afternoon. This is important because it tells you when you might want to release new information, when you might want to post something new because that's when your buyers are visiting the site. Your site's data is not limited to clicks and times that it's been accessed. There are a lot of different ways to review the information from your visitors and from people who go to your site. For instance, you can have actual footage taken of how people use their mouse on your site. If it hovers in one particular area and stays there for a long time, they might suggest that they're reading. If they are clicking from there to another part of the site, it may say, hey, that particular information was enough that they clicked through and went to another section of the site. And what that suggests is that important information should be placed in that area or that the information that you've got there is enough to catch their eye and maybe you want to replicate that in different parts of the site. So you can see how there are patterns that start to develop and you start to see how people use your, your marketing information and then you can use that in turn to manipulate and, and influence and uh, do all the nice things like improve their lives by giving them information, but in turn really uh, bring them back into your business and ultimately make a sale or some sort of other transaction such as like a donation. There are a lot of different ways that you can use your site from other sites. So you can click from social media, for instance. I've mentioned you can click from ads. You can click from campaigns that are print campaigns. Go to my website. And you can create things like landing pages where you have a single focused bit of information. And it, it can be hidden to only those people who have received a campaign or re of some sort or have a link or in some form or fashion clicked on something to get to that landing page. So it would be a single focus. Maybe it's a giveaway. Maybe it's a contest. Maybe it's a, um, a download that they could have um, a PDF if they fill in their information. Like what I mentioned in a couple of episodes ago, a lead magnet where fill in the information and you could download our guide to how to better your lives, <laughs> whatever it could be. But um, that kind of information can then tell you, wait, okay, we put this out there in this form, in this channel of marketing, we put that there and it led to them coming back and getting more information. Okay, that worked, that pattern worked. So we can use that pattern again because that buyer actually activated on it. They, they said, yes, this works for me and I'm gonna go through and give them more time. Because it's such a great way to collect information and because it's already the hub for your other marketing activities, it really, your site really lends itself well to that cross-channel, that, that pulling information from multi-channel efforts and taking that information and helping you determine what's working and what's not. You can use it for uh, A-B testing, like we mentioned earlier, or you can use it for independent, just one single campaign. You can use it a lot of different ways in addition to just as a site um, with information that people can navigate easily. Marketing analytics does not mean you have to wait for your buyers to come to you to collect information. You can go to your buyers and you can ask them directly. The first example is a survey. A survey is a great way to pull information. You can use one of the standard survey services like SurveyMonkey, uh, or you can put it on your website, a survey question on your website. You can email people. You can use social media. There are a lot of different ways to reach out and pull this information. You may decide you only have a single question for somebody, and that's fine. You may decide you have a long list of questions for your buyers. Regardless of how you structure your survey, you want to offer some sort of incentive. And the incentive could be anything from a contest entry for whatever prize you decide, a discount coupon, discount code, or if you're a membership, you may just beg and plead with them and say, you're, we want to be better, we want to be greater, we want to serve you in a better capacity. 
please fill out our survey and let us know so that we can be better for you. Uh, whatever you decide, whatever you decide, your survey information can come back and should be written. It should be information that has um, been pulled from a very neutral type of question. You don't want to lead people. You want to keep it very, uh, very simple in question type and also in answers. And what I like to do is I like to throw in some false answers just to see just how um, careful people are or how much they're paying attention. So I'll throw in, let's say, like a, a list of answers. If they can just check off answers, I'll throw in some false ones. Or if you do something like a strongly agree, strongly disagree, just make sure that you are balanced. So you're strongly agree, agree, neutral, and then strongly di- or disagree, and then strongly disagree. If you're giving an other, make sure that there's an option for them to fill out what the other actually is. Uh, and the information that you pull from that, then you can code and look at it and, and say, you know what, this is really important information because it tells me exactly what I've asked for. This is, I've asked the question as I wanted to ask it from my potential buying audience, the ones I've already identified, and then they've given me information back. And then I can look at that and say, use that information to uh, build out my um, my marketing program to make sure that I am better aligned with what they want, what they need. You can also do simple poll questions, questions on your website, quick little polls, or you can do polls in person in your, if you have a, especially like a brick and mortar of retail establishment or a restaurant, you can poll people from there. And suddenly what seems like a very simple customer satisfaction survey becomes a marketing survey because you ask the question, how did you find us today? And what products or services did you purchase? And then suddenly you have a trackable, hey, they found us because of this and they bought this and put those two together and you have a bit more prior profiling going on. Whatever you decide, whatever analytics tools you use, and there are many, 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 many more that um, I have not covered today, uh, whatever you use, the data needs to answer that question that you're trying to ask. What am I trying to find out about my buyers? And then what can I do once I have this information? That's really key because data for data's sake is is worthless. You need to have a reason for it and you need to understand why you're pulling this information and what you're going to do with it and how you can actually use it moving forward. We have to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to have Padma Chitrapu with us. She is an expert in marketing analytics, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say today. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention this show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or a comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. If you're just joining us, today's topic is marketing analytics, and I am very pleased to introduce my special guest, 
Padma Jirapu, who is the Senior Director for Analytics and Insights at New Star Inc. Welcome, Padma. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. So the topic of marketing analytics is it's like intimidating. It is, it is confusing to many people, but as marketers, we know its importance and we know its value to making decisions and you know, just anything in marketing, actually, uh, choosing buyers and choosing uh, campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. Can you tell us a little bit about marketing analytics? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I talk, start talking about marketing analytics, uh, you know, even before I get to the math or to, you know, the more complex uh, attributes uh, around marketing, uh, really at the core, it's measuring marketing efficiency and effective uh, efficiencies and effectiveness. So efficiencies is how can I spend the least amount of money to uh, find the best targets for my whatever widgets I'm selling or services I'm providing. And uh, effectiveness, how am I able to reach the motivated buyers or the you know, the folks that I really want uh, to be aware of my brand or to, uh, you know, buy my products. So at the core, that's really what we're trying to do. There's uh, so many different companies, you know, everybody sells, you know, similar products. So uh, how can I make sure that I get the people that I want uh, to buy the stuff that I'm making, uh, preferably at the price I'm selling at? And as a marketer, I, I, deeply appreciate your work <laughs> because it, it helps it, us make decisions. It really helps us decide what types of marketing tools we should use, how we should approach our, our buyers, and how we should uh, move forward. And, and, and just even just little changes can be mean lots of money as far as what we can bring back to our own companies. Can you describe the difference between marketing analytics and web analytics? Yeah. So um, web analytics is really, uh, you know, every company has a website. and uh, Should have a website. There, should have a website. <laughs> should have, uh, you know, some analytics they can get out of it, you know, whether they're using Google Analytics or there's a bunch of different companies that provide those services. It's to be able to track people that come to the website. Uh, you know, what are they doing? What is the customer journey? You know, do they come on your website and search for things, look at the price and then, leave and then go buy it elsewhere or are these people you know that use the you know the journey that you might have in mind uh, when you designed your website so uh, that's really what web analytics is all about it's about you know measuring people that come in how many of them do you recognize how many of these are you know people that have already been on your website you know tracking cookies and so on Um, marketing analytics is all you know does involve cookies does involve looking at the website but it's a lot more than that it's really looking at all the different channels that are available for you to reach your audiences um, you know it could be youtube facebook uh, instagram uh, you know uh, i went to uh, my daughter's school this morning to talk about career choices and i was trying to explain to them uh, you know how much of an impact Uh, big data has on uh, you know what we do and when I talked about oh what about Facebook and you know they said oh yeah that's the Instagram for oldies (laughs) so so I I now am officially an oldie (laughs) I guess I I am too (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Uh, So, so it's really marketing analytics is about looking at, you know, the different channels that you have available, what's available digitally or, you know, on an online footprint versus, you know, what can you do by reaching a person at their house or through a mailer or through, uh, you know, something like uh, advertising on buses or advertising at bus stops, you know, there's all different places that you can advertise at and uh, get your word out. Uh, companies want to build brand awareness. Companies want to differentiate the uh, you know, segments that might be using their products. So there's uh, marketing analytics is not you know, one thing. It's bringing all of these together to make sure that you build a good brand, you build uh, you know, a good uh, uh, presence with your customers and that your customers want to buy what you're selling at the price that you're willing to sell, you want to sell, rather than having to deeply discount. 
That's good stuff. Now, before we get too much farther, I would love to hear the definition of cookies, just because I don't think all of my listeners know what that is. Right. So let's say you go to a website. Let's say you go to google.com and you want to search for something. Now, when you go onto Google, uh, they will, uh, Google actually uh, tracks like the IP address you're coming from and, you know, potentially some other information. For example, if you already have a Google account and if you're logged in, then they know who you are. They know who, where you live. So they can, <laughs> it's a little scary. Better, isn't it? It is a scary world we live in. So, I mean, they cannot use all of these uh, values, like, you know, without masking or without, uh, uh, you know, aggregating in some way that anonymizes your specific attributes. But um, instead of, you know, pinpointing person by person what you're doing, they can actually aggregate uh, the people who live in a household and they can provide, you know, metrics at a, uh, at a higher level to say, you know, people who live in Sterling, Virginia are buying, you know, Coke or, you know, people living in Sterling, Virginia do something. And so this becomes a metric that you as a marketer can buy and say, you know, I really need to sell these Coke zeros. And I see that, you know, Sterling, Virginia, there's people who are on diets, you know, they eat pizza and drink Coke zero. So, you know, let's, you know, set up a stand in the giants in the Sterling area. So this is how marketing campaigns can be created by studying the behavior of people online. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, uh, I also I'm going to go back to another term that you mentioned, uh, big data. Big data seems to be everywhere. If you read an article or or listen to any kind of information about marketing today, big data is mentioned at some point. Yep. What is it just for my listeners? Yeah. So, so big data, you know, um, I try to do this through examples. And so I'm going to, you know, reel off some numbers and uh, I think they will shock you. So every 60 seconds, that is every minute of every day, there's 98,000 tweets being delivered. There's 695,000 status updates on Facebook. There's 11 million instant messages being delivered. There's 698,000 Google searches happening. This is every minute. Uh, There's 168 million emails being sent. There's uh, 1,820 terabytes of data being created every single minute of every single day. There's 270 new mobile web users that are logging in and doing something online every minute of every day. I mean, if that doesn't paint a picture, of things, <laughs> I don't know what does. It does. It absolutely does. So with all of those people uh, working in all of their different ways to try and get information, how can we as marketers across multiple channels, like you said, we have social media, we have websites, we have any kind of campaigns that we put out there. Mm-hmm. How can we pull this all together? And is there a way we can incorporate even more traditional tools, um, things that are more like print mail or mm-hmm. signage or anything else? Is there any way we can pull that all together and track right. it? Right. So um, I'll come up with a, uh, something I heard just recently, which uh, you know made a deep impact on me. So despite all the campaigns that you run and you know you focus on Facebook at 5 a.m., you know the insomniac moms, uh, you know show them like you know an ad on exercising or Lululemon or whatever. Uh, but uh, despite you know whatever conversion you get from that, and conversion is when they buy or when they you know become aware of your brand or whatever the goal of that campaign was, there's actually real money being made just by sending emails with people saying. Um, uh, we have reduced our prices and most people will open that email and they'll buy something even if they don't want to buy stuff <laughs> or if they're not actively looking to buy. So email just because it's a deal. customers, right. And email is almost free, right? I mean, you just need to have an email tool and then it generates like, you know, whatever from your inventory and says, you know, prices reduced, like Gap sends out these emails. And I remember when my kids were smaller, I would get like notes from Jimbori or Gap Kids or whatever saying, you know, uh, quilts on sale because I love quilts. And I don't know, I think I have, I have like a, a quilt for every season for each kid I have. And um, uh, I would just buy quilts like obsessively. And so I would get these quilt ads all the time and I would still buy more. It's not like I needed them. And so I think email is still like a great way to, you know, make more money. Um 
the other thing that you know you see a lot of and i'm sure you find it irritating is if you go to a web you know some store and you browse or you look at something or you add something to your cart that ad follows you mm-hmm. like for the next two weeks yep. and you might have already purchased that that's item, the part that i hate you don't want it anymore. yeah that's what i hate i'm like i've already purchased it you don't need to keep right. advertising it <laughs> right so uh, you know uh, marketing analytics in some way is still at its infancy right there's still lots you know ways to go and so some ways that uh, uh, companies are trying to prevent you know overload by sending you too many uh, you know uh, instances of the same ad or of the same information is to say serve no more than five impressions per day to you so that if you see uh, you know if you saw a quilt and uh, you didn't buy it then you know maybe they show it to you five times in a day but no more or only five times like, <laughs> only five times and then you're done and uh, i mean it you know there is something to be said that uh, people need to see things at least five times before it registers right so uh, there's a fine line between irritating the customer and being persistent right 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 well i I, I'm fascinated and scared by both. As as a consumer, too, it just annoys me, to, especially those those ads that follow the the retargeting ads, the ones yeah. that just kind of track. It's like, oh, they drive me up the wall. Yeah. Um, are there any tools that lend themselves a little bit more toward that campaign tracking um, a yeah. little bit more easily than the others? Yeah. So uh, a lot of this information uh, that's you know generated you know when you go to YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or you know Pinterest. So it turns out that people are heavily using Pinterest because if if let's say you you want to do a, a project in your house, you want to you know update your studio, uh, you wouldn't just show up at Home Depot and say you know I want to buy insulation, I want to buy this and you know get started with your project you'd actually be noodling with it for a while you'd go to pinterest to see what other people have done and so it turns out that many of these companies especially like in the you know home business uh, they partner with uh, uh, you know companies like pinterest to create those uh, you know new homes or you know new designs for rooms so that people like if they want to you know people typically do projects in spring so in the winter they'll start showing because there's a lead time you need to have 20 30000 you need to have time to plan it you need to get the colors right you need to order all your you know uh, materials and they may not all be from one place so there's a there's a 3 to 6 month lead time in getting to you know where you actually will implement the project so uh, using tools like pinterest to um, you know suck you in they want to uh, that's a bad word actually that's a bad word. <laughs> no it's accurate though <laughs> they do they just pull you in <laughs> yes so it's like i mean in a good way right because right. they yeah, show right. you ideas they show you ways that you can be more creative or you can create an experience that is uh, you know your style or you know for your lifestyle so uh, those are some ways that uh, people are using social media to create these campaigns where they build brand awareness so it's not like they are telling you you know come and buy stuff they're just saying oh do you want this latest thing you know wayfair has whatever cool things and uh, you know being able to buy the experience that's created and that allows uh, you know especially uh, for Uh, you know home uh, upgrade services where you need a lead time to get those uh, you know vanities out to the home depot or lowes or whatever it is that you're trying to sell that's super heavy uh, you you can work out the logistics you can work out your you know sourcing so it actually allows for better use of the supply chain it's really really fascinating now are you tracking them as on your own are you tracking them through the social media itself are you tracking uh, let's say like i know facebook is pretty easy to track things but what mm-hmm. about um what about pinterest yeah so there's actually uh, many many uh, uh providers that uh, you know share their information in an anonymized way so you can look at you know what kinds of uh uh things people or projects that you know people in Sterling Virginia are looking at or people in Boston Massachusetts are looking at and uh, you know that will allow the companies to gauge uh how to uh, you know stock their stores or what they want to keep uh, in you know in store and what kinds of uh, pricing uh, schemes to come up with 
it's time for a quick commercial break. When we come back, more on marketing analytics. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention the show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. We're talking data analytics, marketing analytics, and I am here with Padma Chitrapu, who has a wealth of knowledge on the topic and actually, during the break, we discussed the different generations and how they feel about uh, having their privacy <laughs> yanked away by uh, businesses and, and systems. And you made a couple of interesting points about millennials and, and the differences between the generations. Yep. Yep. So one thing, you know, uh, uh, where I work, uh, I am always afraid of, you know, I guard my privacy very uh you know, as something very precious to me. And uh, when I talk to my uh, millennial colleagues, they're like, uh, you know, I'm in the market. I want to buy something. So why wouldn't I want someone to reach me and tell me what I should buy and why this was in my best interest? Uh, I don't know why you want to hide and not let people know that you're in the market for something because, you know, it can be a win-win situation. (laughs) So I think this is very generational. I would never want to share... um, you know, some of what I want to do. And so now I have all my settings to like the maximum privacy. <laughs> um, and it is it is inconvenient because, you know, it, these systems were not designed to be, uh, you know, for privacy by design. It's privacy as an add-on. And so, you know, that's a big difference. And right. even though companies say they offer privacy, you really have to work hard to get at it. And uh, it may be, I mean, now that there's, you know, information, there's big data, there's data about (laughs) everything all over the place. Uh, You know, why even try to, uh, you know, hide your intent? And so, you know, when talking about big data, there's really, they are called, these are called the four V's of big data. There's volume because, you know, you get so much of it. But let's say you get this from different sources, right? So there's something called veracity. I mean, there's uncertainty in data, right? You don't know whether this is precisely the, you know, the target audience you're going after? How do you make sure that you uh, validate veracity? Um, There's also velocity. There's tons and tons of data just streaming in. You know, every time you make something, an online purchase, every time you go online, you're leaving like a stream of, of data. And so there's this velocity. There's some data that comes in once a week. There's some data that comes in every day. There's some data that's updated once a month. There's census figures that are updated, you know, once a quarter. So when you have so many different, um, you know, uh, data sources, combining these in a way that, uh, you know, leads to insights that are actionable is, uh, you know, not as easy as it sounds. (laughs) It doesn't sound easy. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then there's variety. There's so many different types of data. So these are the four big, you know, four V's of big data that we uh, live and die by. And, you know, making sure that we validate the data, making sure that, you know, we cross-reference. And, uh, you know, when we come up with these, uh, you know, network connections, for example, like you browse on your mobile phone and then you go to your desktop, you know, how do we know that you're the same person who started the transaction on a mobile device and then you went to your desktop and then maybe you went to your TV and did something. Everything is smart these days except us, I think. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, how, how we use all this smart data to really lead to insights that help not just the marketers and not just, you know, the companies that are trying to do the marketing, but the end user, you know, how can the end user benefit from uh, these kinds of uh, uh, advances in technology? And when you think about such large data sets, it's not something you can open on an Excel spreadsheet and say, you know, let me do a quick pivot and see how I'm doing on, you know, these channels or, you know, let me see how I'm doing with my four big publishers that I use. You can't do that because there's so much data. And so part of what uh, I do at work is I help visualize this data. So looking through millions, billions of records and, uh, you know, aggregating them in ways through pictures that actually tell the story that help us find that needle in the haystack um, and that lead to actionable insights. So, you know, how can you take action? Uh, Bonnie, one of your questions was, how can we actually take action on something we see? So let's say you're tracking people that, uh, you know, are buying from you. So you know what people have bought. So, you know, if you know me and, you know, uh, my relationship with Pottery Barn is that I've bought tons <laughs> and tons of quilts. Uh, but now Pottery Barn knows that I have two teenagers in the house. So they don't send me like baby quilt ads anymore. They actually send me ads that are appropriate for teenagers. <laughs> and so being able to track, you know, and this is information I gave very freely because they said that if I put my kid's birthday in, they would give me like a free something right. on their birthdays. A lead and magnet. So, <laughs> so, so now they have that information and, you know, that ages, right, as we go along. So they know the right catalogs to send to me. So it's not just all done digitally. They still send me these catalogs. And as long as I think I make at least $100 worth of purchases in a year, They'll continue to send me the catalogs unless I uh, specifically say I don't want a catalog and, you know, subscribe out of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are some ways that, uh, uh, you know, the uh, companies are using to understand us better, to understand our motivations better. They make us take surveys. Uh, they use those survey results to design better products, to design things that are, uh, you know, things that we want to buy. This is it's it's really really interesting and it's it, it does influence our daily lives i mean we we start to see these things in more in so more, many ways so many ways and it it's it is scary but it is also like you said beneficial yeah. now the the visualization work that you do how does that differ from is it like an infographic or are you building charts what is that literally look like <laughs> yeah so uh, it could be an infographic it could be something that we do one time but more and more you know these uh, visuals need to be interactive so imagine what you see on the new york times or washington post where they do a story uh, you know it might be you know who's running for congress and then they actually you can drill down to the different precincts and see what kinds of uh, you know, demographics might mm -hmm. be in those places and what they're doing. And so, uh, you know, think about Nate Silver's uh, 538 uh, website. So there's lots of uh, uh, companies that know that there's big data that's very hard to make sense of just because it's coming so fast. There's so many different types of data and there's so many different insights you can pull from it. So, uh, you know, creating these stories. So, you know, it could be, uh, let's look at the demographics of, you know, who's buying from Pottery Barn. And then you can see, okay, so let's look at age groups, you know, how are the millennials versus the baby boomers versus the silent generation, mm -hmm. Gen Z, you know, Gen X. So there's all these different groups of people that have somewhat similar ways in which they behave. And uh, so by looking at these patterns, whether it's, you know, uh, geographically or whether it's, uh, you know, by cohort, maybe they look at 
people who are who play sports so let's take you know big sporting goods or some sporting goods company you know uh, knowing who's starting to play baseball or who's starting to play softball they know uh, what kinds of uh, uh, sales to design and uh, you know attract these people so both my kids play sports and uh, we get these coupons from their sports team so not everything is digital they still use uh, you know associations and groups that are specific for specific interest and uh, you know design campaigns around those people uh so it's it's still it's not just the new i think the new and the old very much coexist in this space the multi-channel kind of effect and that you ma- get, yes. you're catching people on Absolutely. all fronts well for a smaller business because what you not everybody can afford to have you or a whole team of you in house mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for a smaller business can much of this be automated or how can they use uh just analytics for their own businesses Yeah. So um you know uh, when you look at let's say Google or when you look at some of these other companies in that space uh while they you know they specifically focus on web analytics because that's pretty cool but they also provide quite a bit of information you can buy data sets uh and uh, you know put those together yourself uh you don't need uh you know an army of uh, experts to be able to put together a solution um many people i know can uh you know benefit from tools like google analytics which uh, provides them information uh there's uh, you know uh, survey monkey for example you can run a sur- you can design a survey at low cost execute it and then be able to get some really nice insights from the results of those surveys mm-hmm. so uh while of course you know the more money you spend or uh, you know getting the experts in is um is always the you know the best way mm-hmm. it's not the only way there's enough tools out there that allow you to use a self help model or maybe hire like a part time consultant or someone to come in and uh, help you with uh, figuring out some of these things um it doesn't have to be super expensive has has analytics ever let you down have there ever been any fails where the information you know seemed one way and you made an action based off of what you saw and it just didn't work out um so i'm sure i see that like almost every day because you know <laughs> when when you look at you know what analytics or any statistical uh uh solutions uh, lead to these are based on probabilistic models right so this is saying uh you know there is a probability that you're 80% right but there are still two you know 20% of the time you you will be wrong it's just like the weatherman right i mean the weatherman has the happiest job right the weatherman can say there's 90% <laughs> chance of rain there's no rain but he's right <laughs> right because it was not a 100% chance of rain right. so um you know it it it's kind of the same way with uh, with you know statistical models or with uh, you know when you're building these predictive models uh, so this is why you know we bring in things like deterministic which is actually based on actual happening but you know past performance is no indication of future success right, right. so um, there is there is a very it, it's both an art and a science so uh, there is the art to it where uh, you know being able to into it or being able to come up with these insights uh, you always have to couch it with uh, you know this is most likely what 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 i'm trying to tell you um it may be totally different <laughs> in reality <laughs> uh and so what we say is these are all directional insights meaning they're telling you that directionally you know facebook might be the best place for you to ad- advertise or you know if you live in let's say a borough in new york like you know if you live in midtown manhattan uh advertising on buses might be a mm-hmm. a great way to go because you know these buses go by and they tell you of local events that are happening and so you get the word out so it really depends on you know the use case and we always say you know it's directional it's not a 100% guarantee that this is what will happen but if you if you have 10 uh, trials then eight of the, those 10 will probably be you know whatever we are saying and then there are still two out of 10 that would not Do you think it's uh, is is it changing is the field changing all the time is it uh, new technologies coming in play 
and come, yeah, come so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to introduce yet another technology term. So, you know, you must have heard of <laughs> artificial intelligence yes. and machine learning. Yes. Right? So, um, both, with, you know, with machine learning, with artificial intelligence, it's basically what you do is you build a model and then you keep giving that model training data. So, you kind of train the, the uh, model to learn. And so this is, you know, whether it's called deep learning or learning models, it's basically telling you, telling this model uh, how to absorb that data and uh, figure out for itself what the rules should be. Because humans are not as good at, you know, building out these rules. But if you keep throwing, um, you know, test data at the model, the model will actually build the rules uh, inside it that, account for you know these changes and so the more diverse the data sets that you feed to this model the better it will get because it's looking at so many different um, it's like a black box inside it's coming up with business rules that will be applied and then you know refined so this is called predictive analytics and you keep predicting and then you keep feeding the actual so you see how your predicted versus actual are working and you know it gets better. Wow. <laughs> it's another scary thing yeah, to think yep. about. It's learning about me on top of everything else. It's, yeah, it's yeah. learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, this has been uh, uh, so fascinating, and I could listen to your information and, and keep um, asking questions <laughs> all day long and probably through to the next month. But unfortunately, we are up against the clock. And I would love to give my listeners a way for them to ask questions to you or reach out to you. Sure. Yep. Uh, so I can be reached on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Padma Chitrapu. So you can find me. I don't think there are too many. And I work <laughs> at New Stars. So, uh, you know, definitely reach out and I would be happy to, uh, to answer or at least share what I know, I'm definitely, you know, by no means an expert. Uh, I'm oh, no. definitely passionate <laughs> about big data, passionate about, uh, you know, data visualization. I think that is uh, a, a field of the future where we'll see lots of good things to come. Uh, I will definitely keep an eye on it. If you have any questions for me, you can reach me at Bonnie Radio at I think I I encourage you to subscribe to my show on iTunes. That way, the next episode will automatically be delivered to your phone and ready to listen to a second it's released. You've been listening to I Think I Need Marketing. I am Bonnie Taylor, and until next week's episode, take care. Thank you for listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Be sure to join Bonnie Taylor for another episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week, think of what you could be doing differently in your marketing program.